0: I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Cleveland! This is for you! What can I say? Mamba out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Applause for me. Hooray for me. Episode 15 It's the Free State of Mind Podcast I am free uh, Might have Rudy in there Who knows Guys, it's only been about a week and a half Since I did the last episode There, are, Obviously we're gonna get in trades Because it's my favorite time of the year But there were so many trades And you never know what's gonna happen With the buyout market and all that And eventually I just got tired of waiting I feel like once a couple names went, I think Gorji Zhang just got bought out. I'm like, okay, we're at that point in all the transactions. I can just go ahead and record my shit. Um, we've also had a couple of the guys who've been traded actually play a game or two. And we've seen how they fit in a little bit. So that's cool. But before we get to trades, I have a schedule to keep with. Uh, let's just get the bad news out of the way early. Um, okay. There's been some injuries. I don't know if you've heard, but LeBron James, yeah, he's going to miss some time. It's uh, It sucks when this happens. He's finally starting to show his age. The injury, you know, some people think Solomon Hill did it on purpose, going at his leg like that, but, you know, I believe it's a high ankle sprain, and that's never good. You, you can't really put much weight on that. It hurts the calf as well. It's really one of the worst, you know, lower leg injuries you could get. But nothing's torn. So that's... We'll take that. This is an injury you can come back from within the season. And we expect him to do that. Um... Lamello also went down. And his season is done. It's wrapped. There's really nothing for the Hornets, in my opinion, to play for right now. Uh... If he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, in my opinion, he is the Rookie of the Year. So no matter how they decide to slice it, we saw what he did throughout the season. And nobody could take that away from him. Injuries happen. You see him on the sidelines over the weekend. He's just, he's so jittery. He can't even watch the game properly because he just wants to play so bad. And he's 19. Of course, he wants to play. And he was really just hitting his stride. Like he got better every month. And when you have rookies like that to get better every month, those are the guys you're like, look, he's probably going to be a superstar. And I was wrong about him. I've admitted it. But I really see superstar potential in him. He's clearly flashed it, and it sucks that he's going down. Really does. Hey, he gets my vote for Roy. And I wish him a speed of recovery. Uh, now we got the bad news out of the way. Let's get on some better shit. Brighter days are definitely ahead for the Houston Rockets. Well, right, maybe not too bright. But they broke their 20-game losing streak while I was away. And uh, yeah, they did it against the Raptors. Which I really think set the Raptors to think maybe we should start tearing things down. They sort of did that, but it's not important. The Rockets broke that 20-game winning streak. Uh, John Wall had a triple-double in that. And it was a sight to behold. And they almost won again a couple days later against the my, my Minnesota Timberwolves. And I was sitting there watching, like, of course, of course it's us. Of course we're the team that gets smacked by them, down 20 points. But we came back, won it in the end, and yeah, and I was still upset because I'm like, damn it, we probably should have lost that so we get this number one pick. But it is what it is. Um, speaking of Timberwolves, while we were away, Cat and Ant combined for 80 points against the uh, against the Suns. Fantastic. I think that's a duo that can maybe be something in the future. I still wouldn't mind tearing it down and building around Ant and some young guys. But you know, hey. Use what you got while you got it. Uh, other good news, Dame dropped 50 on the Pelicans. Moving him, you know, it just keeps moving him up in the MVP race, in my opinion. And, like, I don't know. You know, I can't put Brian in it like I wanted to now that he's hurt. Uh, you know, and B's just going to keep slipping and sliding. It's really between Jokic and Dame, in my opinion. And I've said enough about Harden that I don't have to talk about him ever again. But, yeah, I think it's a two-man race right now. And, I don't know, Jokic got some help more on that later. But Dame continues to do his thing. And I like it. Dame also got some help. But, I don't know. More on that. Uh, Last night, or the night before, I'm getting my days mixed up. Zion scored our assistant on every basket for the Pelicans in the fourth. He just has these moments where I'm like, wow, he put it all together. And then he'll go back to just relying on his natural abilities. And I'm cool with that because he's still a wrecking ball. But when he puts it all together, I'm like, there it is. That's that star potential. That's it right there. That's that's why we see his face everywhere. That's why he was at the All-Star Game, even though he didn't do anything. He he puts it all together in these moments where I'm like, yeah, I understand the LeBron hype that you got. I, I sort of get it. But, yeah, nice to see him do that and to come back and win. Uh, And some, I guess, good... No, no, it is good news. Kyrie took, you know, a leave from the Nets because of family... Uh. You know, family things going on. I don't want to say issues because now we know that there's a baby on the way. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people were scoffing at him and upset that he was missing more time. I was like, look, he's missed time for good reasons, So I'm okay with this. I'm pretty sure it'll be something positive. And yeah, he's got a baby on the way. That's awesome. Stop hating on Kyrie. I've stopped hating on Kyrie. So maybe we should all start doing that. Um let's get in some trades before the trade deadline, like, you know, before things went down to the wire. A couple of days before the deadline, we had Trevor Ariza from OKC traded to the Miami Heat from Myers Leonard, had to get him out of there. The only place they could, you know, take a chance on him and just release him because they have the roster space and they have nothing going on really on some of those spaces, was OKC. So they did that. And Myers Leonard got bought out later on. Um, but here's the thing: the Heat are 0 6 since they traded Myers Leonard. I'm I'm not saying he had a lot or anything to really do with that, but uh, it's a bad luck. Uh, just 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 a little stat right there for you. Um, we also got what I thought was going to be the bigger trade. We got DJ Augustine traded from the Bucks to the Houston Rockets for Tucker. Um, I thought Tucker was actually going to, you know, mean a lot more for the Bucs' offense, but I think it's more of a defensive thing. Look, they're already a stout defensive team. This is going to help them a lot in the playoffs. If, you know, Mike Budenholzer could get a little creative with P.J. Tucker, that'd be great. But just having him out there, you know, playing defense and small ball uh, lineups, the teams like to run off the bench, uh, I think that helps tremendous. It takes a lot of load off of uh, Giannis. And like the two said, they're so happy that they don't have to guard each other anymore. Yeah, I was tired of seeing uh, P.J. Tucker line up at center last season anyway. You know, it worked to a certain degree, but I'm glad that he just got out of Houston. Sinking ship, uh I wish everybody would have made it out, but eh, that's not always the case. All right, now let's actually get to why we're here, the trade deadline. Look, this is one of, I I say it all the time, my favorite time of the year. I, I love free agency. I love trade markets. I love all of that. This year was exactly what I thought it was going to be, because we had such a weird off season where, you know, we just didn't totally get to do all the moves that we wanted because it was so short, and, you know, players retired, and, I don't know, the draft was such a weird process. I, I don't know. This obviously wasn't a normal off season that we're used to. So we weren't going to have a normal trade deadline that we were used to. I finally got one that I wanted where just anarchy occurred. And let's just go through it. I'm gonna basically just going to go through the story that we had on the Instagram. Uh, free State of Mind Instagram page. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, first move that we got here, Nikola Vucevic and Al Camino traded to the Bulls. Magic finally started to do what i all i've been saying it on this podcast i've said it on other shows i'm going to continue to say it tear it down and they've done that i still think it's probably i don't know buyout terrence ross he doesn't get traded at the deadline i guess nobody wanted him he definitely seems like a buyout guy so, I'm, I'm okay with that. But trading Nikola Vucevic was such a big deal. Uh, Magic got Wendell Carter Jr. out of us. Nice young piece. I think, you know, we saw the best of... Uh, we saw what he's going to be in Chicago. And it's not a star player. I think he could be a very serviceable role player. I, I think that's his ceiling. And he's not far from it. So this isn't a bad trade. You would have liked to, you know, maybe get some better draft picks, get get more draft picks out of it, maybe go to OKC round, be like, no, 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 I only want picks. But Wendell Carter Jr., serviceable player, I'm not going to laugh at him on that. Uh, perfect for the Bulls, get a, another All-Star to put next to your All-Star, that's always a good thing. And he's on a fresh contract, so you don't have to worry about yo. We gotta impress, in you know, within two years. No, you he has a fresh contract, so this works out perfectly for them. Uh, next deal we got, also the Magic. Evan Fournier trade to the Boston Celtics. Really got pennies on this. I believe they got Jeff Teague to make the money work. Uh, funny thing about um, funny thing about the Evan Fournier trade. Apparently. You know, Celtics fans wanted a big, they really wanted Vucevic. I thought he would be a perfect fit for them to make them a bit of a, you know, a bit of a monster in the East. But Fournier dropped a game winner the night before the trade deadline. And he told people, he was like, hey, if you don't know who I am, just Google my name, look at my highlights, you're welcome. Yeah, he's always a player I thought was going to be a San Antonio Spur. Didn't happen. Anytime you get a 20-point man on your roster, that's good. Because you haven't been able to really consistently, you know, trust Kimber Walker. So I'm not too upset at this at all. You didn't get your big boo-hoo. You got a 20-point score. I don't feel bad for the Celtics. Magic could have got more out of this, but hey, it is what it is. They also got, I, I mentioned they got Jeff T. They bought him out. I don't know who's going to pick him up. Not me. Um, what other moves do we have? Uh, we had a lot of Kyle Lowry talk, uh, <laughs> that, you know, it was very interesting at the time. Uh, another magic move, Aaron Gordon traded to the Denver Nuggets. And this was, uh, a trade where I'm like, okay, you really didn't get enough for this. Um, they got, they really got no marquee players. And Denver got exactly what they needed. So that's why I would have held him for a higher ransom. But apparently, the Magic have been trying to trade Aaron Gordon for a while. Aaron Gordon actually tried, he asked for a trade earlier in the week. And I laughed at it because I'm like, I'm pretty sure they've been trying to trade you for a minute. And then, you know, GMs were talking about, yeah, we've been trying to get him off the Magic for a while. The Magic always ask for too much, and it's pretty funny that now the Magic got hardly anything in return for this. Yeah. I don't really agree with trading low for these picks if these are players that you've sat on for a minute. Like I said, getting Wendell Carter Jr. is cool. Getting, you know, players... Off of the roster so you can fully tank and hopefully rebuild. And, you know, maybe Mo Bamba gets more minutes, which he has. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now you're letting other guys develop. I like this. It's smart. I still think they could have got more. In fact, a lot of people think they got ripped off in this fire cell. But the Nuggets definitely got the player that they needed. They needed somebody who can switch between three, fours, and fives. Aaron Gordon can do that. Switchable players like that are very necessary in the playoffs. But the Nuggets defense is so bad that they definitely needed somebody more of that Paul Millsap type. Paul Millsap is a dinosaur at this point. Aaron Gordon totally is not. He can stretch the floor. He can finish at the rim. He's going to be great off of cuts. Now that he has an actual point point guard, I, I guess we'll call Jokic that, a point center. And Nikola Jokic, the best passing big of all time. Passing him the rock. And from what I saw last night, it's a match made in heaven. So it's perfect there. Not perfect for the magic. Just rebuilding. I'm okay with this. Just, just get it started. Um, We also got another small trade here. Wizards trading Troy Brown Jr. and Mo Wagner to the Bulls for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. People were just trying to clear house here. And I'm not mad at that. This offseason that's coming up is going to have some pretty good free agents in it. Move money where you can. Get some developing pieces if you can. This is the perfect time for it. Um. Yeah, I. what did, what did the Magic get out of that? They got R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, and a first-round draft pick. I would have wanted multiple firsts. You can keep Gary Harris. But you needed that to make the money work. I still would have tried to force another draft pick, uh, maybe down the line, or just pick swaps or something. I, I don't know. I, I I feel like they really got swindled there. Um, another transaction here. Uh, I forgot who who even got traded for this, but I know uh, uh has ended up on the Heat, and that worked out perfectly. Uh, you you'll see it in trade that the Heat do later, but um. Beal to—he was gonna be on the move. They didn't know really how to play him in Sacramento. You know, I could talk all day about how uh, the coach there really needs to just be let go. I like—I like Lou Walton. He seems like a nice guy, but he seems like an assistant coach, and he's proven that I'm right about that. Not being able to use a stretch four. How do you find difficulty in that? I, I don't quite understand that. There's got to be a way to get him on the floor. Anyway, moved him to the Heat. Um, What else do we got? Jokes about the Magic just fumbling the bag. Oklahoma City Thunder finalized a trade, moving George Hill to the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers gave up Tony Bradley and that. Uh, some other pieces don't don't really matter in my opinion, but Tony Bradley was playing Pretty good, um, but you know, being the third string center behind a former defensive player of the year and somebody who looked like was going to be the MVP in Joel Embiid, you're you're pretty expendable. But he definitely put up some great numbers. I don't know how well he's going to fare out in OKC now because they've got the new Moses Malone over there. So I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he'll be moved again but he's definitely a blue chip option. And for the Sixers to get George Hill, you know, people are scoffing at this because when it happened, they were like, hey, that means we're not gonna go get Kyle Lowry. And we sure enough did it. Derremory saw how much the Raptors wanted. They wanted Matisse Stiebel. They wanted, uh, wanted Maxi. They wanted two first round picks, I believe. And we would have had to throw Danny Green in with a third team to make the money work. It was just too much to get somebody who's 35 and, you know, is headed to the free agent market. So, no. Let's go get George Hill, who was the leader in three-point percentage the following season. uh, Following. uh, Last season. So, I, I like that move. Definitely needed somebody who can create his own shot and create for others. And... Hit the wide open three-pointer, and somebody, of course, who's solid from the line—it's everything we needed. I like it. It's cheap. Why, why be, why be upset about this at all? Uh, keep Danny Green. You keep your young players and Matisse and uh, Maxi. Danny Green gets a form—it's uh, a former teammate and a friend on the roster, so chemistry goes up even more. I love it. Perfect move, Darryl Morey strikes again. And that would be his only move for the day. Uh, A trade that I didn't see coming, Toronto trading uh, uh, Norman Powell, saw that part. I knew that was gonna happen. But Portland traded Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Gary Trent, I think is a great pick for the Raptors, but man, uh, at first I thought maybe they gave up too much to get Norman Powell, but He fits in perfectly there. You know, he's perfect in the corners. Great spot-up three-point shooter. Plays great team defense, can get a board. I think he meshes well with the rest of the guys, with Covington and all of them in Portland. And Gary Trent's a young player that the Raptors can use to get better. A lot of work they need to do over there. Don't know what they're going to do with Kyle Lowry, but he ended up not getting traded on the day. Everybody had, everybody wanted, a, you know, just a piece of Kyle Lowry, the Lakers, uh, the Heat, obviously the Sixers. Who, who wouldn't? He has championship pedigree. But Dill never came to fruition. Raptors ended up doing uh, a nice move to get Gary Trent. I thought they swindled that, but, you know, when I think about it, it was fair trade value anything else here that I'm missing? Were there any other big trades? Uh, Everybody thought Terrence Ross was going to get moved. That didn't happen. I think those are actually all the big ones. We we thought Danny Green was going to get moved. That turned out to be completely false. And then it went quiet for a minute. We heard nothing. Uh, The Clippers also got in on the Kyle Lowry thing. And then here's the problem. The Raptors wanted a lot for a 35-year-old free agent, essentially. A half-season rental for a 35-year-old. He turned 35 today at to the trade, trade deadline. Uh, the Heat weren't going to give up Tyler Harrow. But you'll see a lot of memes where they're like, people in Miami tree and Tyler Harrow like he's Kobe. I'm like, look, he's 19 or 20 years old. He's shown flashes of... Very, like, just being a very good ISO scorer and you know, just off ball movement. He's a guy who puts the ball in the bucket at an elite rate, potentially. We've seen glimpse, we've seen a glimmer of it in the playoffs, which there's no better time to prove who you could be or who you are than the playoffs. I don't think it's an appropriate time to move him. Trading a 20-year-old for a 35-year-old is pretty difficult. Uh, you've probably seen the best from Kyle Lowry. If I'm a betting man, I think we haven't seen the best from Tyler Hero, and I'm pretty interested to see what that is. So is Miami. Uh, the Heat also really wanted, really wanted to make that deal happen. Kyle Lowry really wanted to be in Miami. That was his preferred destination. It just wasn't feasible. And they also did the same to the Lakers. They wanted them to give up uh, THT, Tyler, Horton, Tucker, and some picks and some, you know, vets to make the money work. Lakers weren't gonna do that. The Raptors lost their damn mind. I don't know what they wanted from the Clippers. Clippers don't really have any young pieces. But I think that would have been a really good place from the end up playing for the Clippers. I think that would have been fair to the league. But you can always just sign this guy. That's what I kept telling Sixers fans. They're like, do the deal. And I'm like, and I'm I'm the main nigga who be like, do the fucking deal by any means necessary do the deal i i would have been wrong if i said it this time don't do it don't play your don't overplay your hand there's no reason we can get him next time we'll get him in the offseason hopefully says he wants to go to miami why not come home especially if it looks like we were close to winning a title i think he comes back home Um, Let's see. Was there anything else that I missed during uh, the (laughs) offseason? Trade deadline. Oh, how could I miss this? Uh, Hawks and the Clippers do a deal. Rondo from the Hawks for Lou Will on the Clippers. And, yeah, I like that. Lou Will comes home. And I was nervous before anything came out because... His name was in trade talks for a minute. Cause here's the thing. He's just not he's not very useful in the postseason. He just isn't. The last time I can think of a Marquis Lou Williams uh moment in the offseason, it was uh when he was on the Sixers and we took it we stole a game against the Heat. That was awesome. But um his lack of defense really fucks things up. And he's good at, you know, he can create for others. That's not his main skill. But I just feel like his game doesn't translate well to the playoffs. And Rondo, we all know his nickname, Playoff Rondo. His skill totally translates to the playoffs. So I think that was a perfect swap for them. I don't see the Hawks making a lot of noise this season. Uh so getting Lou Will. Yeah. Put you know, score some buckets. Do it at home. Go get some wings from Magic City. Visit the folks. Get some asses in the seats. I don't know how many they even put in the seats there. But I think it works for both teams. Definitely works for the Clippers. And it's eh, whatever for the Hawks. Rondo didn't really want to play in Atlanta, I think. I think he was just happy that a team other than the Knicks gave him a contract. Next... Who do we got? Uh, Raptors traded Matt Thomas to the Jazz for a future second-round pick. Hey, nobody mentioned this, but the Jazz have a shit-ton of shooters. They're the number one three-point shooting team in the league. And they just picked up another shooter, a guy who I'm pretty sure his career average is like 47% from three. Granted, it's not a large clip, but the man's a shooter of the Duncan Robinson variety. Where he's just like, yeah, I can shoot. That's pretty much about it. I'm going to try... Really hard on you know doing everything else, but I put the ball in the basket from the perimeter, and that's not what the Jazz needed. But they got more of it. They're shooting with a full clip this season, and they're going to be pretty interesting to see in the playoffs. Uh, we got anything else here? Lonzo Ball wasn't traded, and I found that to be uh pretty funny because. Earlier in the week, LeVar Ball came out and said, uh, let's quote him word for word here. I don't know what they're going to do, but I hope he gets traded. I don't like watching him play uh, Play like he plays. He can't stand New Orleans. Come on, man. Uh, LeVar Ball has a lot of shit to say. He also said that, LaMelo, uh, that Michael Jordan can't teach LaMelo anything. I'm like, oh, man. I'm just so happy his sons are good at basketball. <laughs> because he'd just be a complete blowhard if it wasn't for that. You know, he might be regardless. Uh, but no trade. Pelicans couldn't move him. The Bulls were interested in it. The Bulls were really trying to move a lot around, uh, a lot during the trade deadline. Uh, they were trying to trade Laurie Markkinen to the Wizards. Uh, and also the Pelicans, of course. And nobody bought on that. Laurie Markkinen is going to be a free agent. So is Lonzo Ball. I don't. I, I get why the Pelicans didn't do it. It's like, look, we can rock out with what we got and maybe sneak into the playoffs, or we could do this lorry market and rental for no fucking reason. So they didn't do that. They stayed put. I feel like it worked out for both sides. Uh, I st- I still think there's a chance that we see. Lonzo Ball on the Bulls, and shouts out to my only Chris Thomas. He's been pitching it for about a year or two, and he—he's correct. It, it, it would make it would be a match made in heaven to put Lonzo there. Or hey, fuck it, maybe we see him on Charlotte. Who knows? I ain't got enough guards. Uh, do we got any more trade deadline ridiculousness? Uh, Andre Drummond got bought out by the Cavs, and as we all probably know by now, he got picked up by the Lakers. Lakers add more defense, which is not what they needed, but now they become a much more stout defensive team. It's going to be interesting to see Andre Drummond and uh, Anthony Davis together whenever we see that. You have Lon- uh, you have uh, LeBron James whenever he gets back. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's a good defen- defender. Dennis Schroeder, who's a pest. Uh, you have Markeith Morris. It's a really good defensive team, and I think they're going to need that if we get the finals matchup that we all think we're going to get, which is them versus the Nets, even though I think it's going to be Sixers-Lakers. But anyway, uh, what else do we have? A bunch of memes about Kyle Lowry. Oh, how could I even forget? Uh, Victor Oladipo traded uh, <laughs> traded to the uh, Heat. Rockets really dropped the ball on this trade. Uh, Houston traded Victor Oladipo, and uh, Miami gave up Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a draft swap. Kelly Olynyk was bought out, and I don't really care what happens with Avery Bradley. Um, look, everybody and a mama knew that Oladipo wasn't gonna stay on Houston. You lost 20 straight games. He didn't sign with Houston. He was traded to Houston. He's not going to stay there. You can't ask for a lot for that. So I get how it works. It's just still sort of a bad look. And it makes you think, how come other teams didn't take a chance on it? I don't know. Maybe everybody's just settled at guard right now. But we all knew that, you know, Miami was looking to get a guard. They were in the Cal Lowry sweepstakes. And they were asking for too much, and Houston asked for very little to give up uh, Oladipo. So, smart move there. I can't really give a grade to Houston on this. It's a weak hand you were dealt. And I blame James Harden. That's why I can't pick him to be MVP. Um. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Were there any other moves here? Oh, LaMarcus Aldridge, he got bought out, and guess where he went? Correct. He went to the Nets because that's what everybody does nowadays. Everybody goes to the Nets. Everybody's chasing that ring. Here's the thing. I'm not impressed by anything LaMarcus Aldridge can do, and hopefully I'm proven wrong in the playoffs, but I don't really give a goddamn what he does. Uh, I think he's a bench player. We'll see how the Nets use him. Looking like he'll probably be a starter. And, yeah, fuck it. He's really a dinosaur. He he hasn't tried to expand his game heavily to the three-point line. Peep, I said heavily. Um, And, you know, I think Blake already fills that position for him. So, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge will come off the bench and I guess play somewhat quality minutes in the playoffs. But, yeah, people are making a big deal out of it. It's not that big of a deal. It's just funny to see that the Nets... Uh, you see Vets just jump to the Nets so easily because they're like, bro, I got to get that ring. And I can't be mad at that. Chase that, Joan. Um, What else we got? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mo Wagner got traded twice during the, uh, during the deadline. Moved from the Wizards to the Bulls and moved from the Bulls to the Celtics. Uh, Celtics traded Daniel Tice to the Bulls. Funny thing is, Daniel Tice, the night before, missed the game winner, and I guess that was the straw that broke the camel's back. What if he would've hit that game winner? With I guess that'd just been a nice memory to go out on, but it's like, Jesus Christ, I won you guys a game and you trade me? Well, yeah, it's a business. Um, What do we even got? What else do we have? I think we got nothing here. Oh, yeah, real weird thing. In 1998, Gary Trent Sr. was traded from the Blazers to the Raptors. 41 games into the third NBA uh, into his third NBA season. 23 uh, 23 years later, son Gary Trent Jr. gets traded from Portland to Toronto. 41 games into his third season. You, you can't make this stuff up. That's so fucking weird. But that was the type of trade deadline we had. It was just a whole lot going on. And, yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, I think there were 35 transactions made. I gave you guys what seemed like the important ones to me. And that's the trade deadline I've been waiting for my whole life. Whole lot of shit moving. Still the biggest trade of the year is obviously James Harden getting traded. But, yeah, that's the trade deadline to remember. Uh, Other moves... Oh, one more move. OKC has shut down Al Horford for the rest of the season. They got good young big men there. I guess he's just going to mentor them and he'll be moved in the offseason. He's still got like, I think he's still $51 million on two years of his his deal. Hey, not bad. You get to sit back, chill, and get paid. I like it. He's married to a former Miss Universe. I can never feel bad for Al Horford. Only thing he doesn't have is a ring. He's got the bag. He's got the wife. He just doesn't have the ring. He got two NCAA championships. Weld those rings together and make that an NBA ring. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. But another thing I missed out on. Uh, covered all the trades. But one I really should have mentioned. JaVale McGee was traded to the Nuggets. And I think they only gave up like a second round pick or something like that. But it doesn't matter. Once again, they got more defense that they needed. And they desperately needed it at the five spot. You know, Jokic does a lot of things. But protect the rim exceptionally well is not one of those things. But because he does so much, we can let it go. We can't expect everything from one guy. Eh, well we do for some guys. But, um... Putting, giving him a backup five like JaVel McGee, who can primarily focus on protecting the rim and getting boards and you know finishing, is perfect. You already have the most skilled big man in the league. Now you have one of the more athletic, uh, athletically gifted big men. So I, I think that's a perfect uh, fit. They've definitely boosted that defense. What I'm trying to tell you is buy stock in the Denver Nuggets making a lot of noise in the playoffs. I think, I think they can make it to that Western Conference Finals uh, again. And, you know, if it wasn't for Drummond going to the Lakers and Lakers just making that defense even more potent, I would say they could win it in six. But, I, I don't know now. I have no clue when we'll that series Lakers versus Nuggets, but I know I'd love to watch that All right, This time I mean it. I'm done with trades. I'm done with any type of acquisitions Let's just move on to some of the shit we heard around the league since you know, I've been going uh, Can we start with D Wade? Talking about Jordan Clarkson. It's like If I could do my career over again. I want to be Jordan Clarkson come off the bench Shoot it anytime I want. Ultra green light. Just fly as hell. Just go home after and chill. That says so much. Like he he, he alluded to it. I didn't mean, even allude to it. He straight up mentioned it. Like you know the beating that his body took. Being being the star player. Attacking the rim all the time. That that does it. Uh. So he was sort of want the opposite. He would want to be the sixth man, which Jordan Clark's, in my opinion, is sixth man of the year. Um, and he'd rather just have that green light jumper instead of, I'm assuming, attacking the basket and just getting those circus layups at the cost of his knees. You know, people love to say LeBron had so much help uh, in Miami, and of course he did. But I think we, we don't understand that he really only had one year of flash, D-Wade. And that's when their playing styles and, you know, both being, you know, the alpha, usually being the alpha for a team, that shit collided in the finals. And, you know, D-Wade told him, hey, you got to drive. This is your team. And that happened, and they won back-to-back championships. But uh, more importantly, in my opinion, D-Wade's body took a you know, downward spiral. His health definitely did. And once that happened, more and more fell on LeBron. More fell on Bosh. And they get Ray Allen. That helps a lot. Obviously, that won them a title as well. But every year, D-Wade got worse. Now, I don't know the margin, I don't want to get into that, but it's to the point that even he talks about it now, saying he wishes his career was different. So yeah, it, you look at some of these stars and you just got to appreciate their prime. Like, as much as I wanted to hate on Derrick Rose so much when he you know, won MVP over LeBron, I wish he was at full health still. I, the NBA would be so different if he was. I often daydream about this uh, transaction happening. Instead of instead of Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, what if Derrick Rose was always healthy and the Bulls were always competitive? They just didn't have one piece. They had all this defense, but they could have gave some of it up and maybe got offense. But what if it was a perfect scenario where they didn't have to give up anything and Derrick Rose had Kevin Durant as his running mate? That's a, That would have brought so much more balance to the league and would have made it more impressive, I feel like. Because if you beat LeBron or if LeBron beats the Bulls, you still got to go play the Warriors. That would have been like a month of just really fucking fun basketball instead of, you know... The consecutive years we got of, we, we were pretty sure how this was going to end. It always comes back to me hating on Kevin Durant and uplifting LeBron. Uh, anyway, uh, another quote that, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say word for word what he said, just, you know, the gist of it, because he's been ripped apart by it. Uh, this is the last time we're going to talk about him. Draymond Green says that he's, def- he's the greatest defender of all time, which is immediate cap I'm going to open my water on this. As immediate cap. No, sir. No. Now, I will give him a compliment. Because everybody's hated on him enough. So I don't even feel the need to do it anymore. I think, what, SportsCenter, they, they listed like 40 guys ahead of him. Some niggas who are like 80 years old at this point. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, he, Draymond Green is the blueprint for what you the skills that you need to have and sort of the shape too to be a premier defender in today's nba and i'm not talking about oh this guy's known for his defense and 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 that we label him as a defender i'm talking about somebody who's top five defender in the league ever routinely yeah, you can still have those big defensive stalwart type guys, but you need guys who are versatile, who have quick feet. And not only that, they're stocky. You need those type of guys. And when we look at Ben Simmons, I'm just like, yeah, super quick feet. He cares about defending. That's another thing about Draymond. He prides himself on it. But that's any, you know, defensive player of the year guy. You have to pride yourself on that. Um has the wingspan as well. And he's you got to have the weight. You have those plus the quick feet. We can switch you on 3s, 4s, 5s maybe. 2s We can put Draymond anywhere. Prime Draymond, you can put him on the point guard if you want for a little while. He played a lot of times at at the five. So, yeah, you need guys like that in today's NBA. If you want to keep giving Rudy Gobert defense play the year, then we're not evolving as fast as I thought we were. But I think that's going to change this season. Players like Draymond, primarily Ben Simmons, and there's definitely other names I'm forgetting. Those are the guys that I think are going to take defense where it needs to be. Because we'd see even more of an impact. And, and, and this is another thing to Draymond's credit. If you want to talk about players from the 80s and the 90s and before, even before that, who were key defensive players, you got away with a lot more on defense back then. Once the league changed and you can't hand-check, you really can't do anything, it's to the point where players are shooting backwards just to fall into defenders just to get a call, which I've said that a couple times there. that needs to be changed. Every rule caters to the offensive player. It wasn't like that with some of the guys the Sports Center listed. You could just smack guys up. Draymond would be great at that too, don't get me wrong. But he doesn't play in that in that area. He doesn't have that luxury. So he has to try a lot harder. To me, it's like he's dodging laser beams the whole time. The laser beams being refs from the uh, being whistles from the refs. But he's still gotta defend. And we're asking a lot of these guys nowadays. And honestly, he's been one of the better ones at it. So, yeah. he's definitely His flowers are definitely due. Is he the greatest defender of all time? No. Is he in the conversation? Hell fucking yeah. But I guess we'll sit down and figure it out later. But you were capping a little bit, drama. I, I like the confidence, though. He's always good for a soundbite. In fact... In fact, Draymond Green had uh, a little something to say about the girls in, in the WNBA. And I just want to go quote for quote here, just to make sure I get every tweet for tweet here, just to make sure I get it right. Uh, he said a lot of stuff that, to be honest, I don't necessarily disagree with, but apparently it was old news. From Draymond Green's Twitter. Uh... To all my lady hoopers out there, I want to share some of my thoughts. Uh, It goes on to tag a bunch of WNBA players. Uh, Follow these next few tweets, please. I've been seeing a lot of talk about the pay gap between women and men, especially in sports. It's not even close. But let's stop allowing y'all complaints to fall on deaf ears due to numbers. As long as y'all make the argument about pay... While the revenue stays the same, they will continue to point at the revenue revenue not being high enough to cover bigger salaries. What that is true, uh, while that is true, and damn near every business, how do we take that card out of their pockets? That's the key to change. Uh, that's the key to changing the pay. There's no argument for lack of revenue unless uh, he goes on to say you make. You make those that say they stand for women actually stand up. The NBA wasn't always the global game that it is today. It wasn't always driving as much revenue as it does today. But there were people behind it, building the platform, and more importantly, telling individual stories and building up the interests and players. That's how the game took off. Who's building up y'all platform? Who's telling the individual stories of how great y'all are? Building the interest and in transforming women's basketball into a global game. Some may think it's a global. Uh, some may think it's global because all the women go to overseas and play during the year. But the global response isn't big enough. Having to go overseas should never be the case. But because, uh, but because the stories aren't told, especially here in the states, y'all hands are forced. I've been asked to do so many PSAs this month on women empowerment. I said, no, it's hypocritical because these same companies that are telling women empowerment are not putting their money where their mouth is. Call on on these companies to support y'all, to infuse capital into the business. Stop allowing them to uh, yell women empowerment for the look. No company grows without funding. Y'all business can grow with the proper funding and storytelling, making these huge companies commit money into y'all cause. That's empowering. Or don't yell women empowerment, uh, or you don't yell women empowerment if you don't mean it. I can go on and on, but would love to help drive these discussions with y'all. Lastly, if the goal is to become as big as the NBA, you have to push NBA like things. David Tom, uh, DT said Page is the best player in basketball already why is there no discussion about her leaving this year Paige is like I follow her Instagram she could really hoop um bad too well a huge uh well a huge part of that is because the play uh the payoff isn't as big it's not the norm how do you change the norm and y'all keep doing the same thing all these companies, Young Women Empowerment, can easily endorse Paige to make up for the lack of payment in y'all league. They can easily tell y'all stories, but they don't have to because the requests that are being made are falling on deaf ears because y'all keep saying pay me more with no way to drive the revenue. Force hands. Page number one, hashtag Page number one pick 2021. Uh, break the mold and change the game. Most importantly, change the business. Call on these companies for support, after all they are all using y'all to push women empowerment but not helping y'all. They're simply saving face. And Sue Bird went on to say, uh, at Draymond Green, read your thread. Uh, The things you're saying are the exact things we've been fighting for. We don't ask for NBA money. We point out the discrepancy to highlight the lack of investment and coverage. You got the problem right, you just tagged the wrong people. Uh, Draymond said a lot there, and everything was correct. Apparently he said it to the wrong people, and that, you know, goes back to everything that this is stemming on from what he said. Uh, The wrong people are getting involved. Draymond Green is pointing out things that the WNBA already knew, that I already knew. But I still like to hear because, you know, he's bringing attention to the matter. Hence why I'm talking about it. I do think it's a problem. I believe the WNBA players are too damn talented. I mean, look at what they do every Olympics in FIBA tournaments as well. They're too damn talented to be making, I don't even want to go into the percentage of the cut. But they're not making enough. And I do believe it is a media thing. The media doesn't really talk about the WNBA unless it's, you know, women empowerment or it's about how little money that the WNBA makes. Let me sip some water on this because Draymond said a lot there. So if those are the only two reasons that we're talking about the WNBA, is for women's history and for oh it's a shame that they're doing so poorly it sort of reminds me of being a black man. only time anybody want to talk about niggas is Black History Month or when somebody gets shot. That's the only time. Or when niggas shoot each other. Only want to talk about bad shit or oh congratulations even through all that hardship you're still out here. You're still out there making history that's about it it's never to break no bread w- uh WNBA NBA broke some bread with us last year and you know did it for the all-star game as well um that's nice but I I don't know what the NBA could do more so for the WNBA they've taken a loss in revenue for about the last what 13 years. Or 10 years, something like that. So, when Sue Bird says we don't ask for any money, it's like, you don't have to ask. They give you the money because you guys don't make any money. So, fuck all that. You you don't need to ask. and they already doing it. Um. Since we can't force other companies to care, I guess, no, no, I really don't think you can because it's always bullshit. Um. What can the league do? What 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 can the WNBA do? Not what they can get other people to do for them. What can they do? Because that's another thing I'll, I'll relate, you know, to being black. We can look at what we would like other people to do for us. Leave us alone, break some bread, whatever it may be. But we can't force them to do any of that. We can just do what we want to do. We can try to do what we need to do. That's a better way to put it. We can try to do what we need to do. But we got to figure out what that is first. And it's the same thing for the WNBA. What do they need to do to make the product more appealing to the masses? Because if you want the media to talk about it, then you got to give us something worth talking about. And ladies, your who magnificently you play the game the right way nobody's saying you don't but clearly that's not enough Shaq said it a week or two ago and women roll their eyes at it women who don't watch the NBA roll their eyes at it and women who do watch the NBA roll their eyes at it I'll agree with the other half of them the, the latter half at least you have ground to stand on. Uh, Shaq said that they should maybe think about lowering the rim. Candace Parker shut that down. Shouts out to Candace Parker. Huge crush on her. Um, she said that it doesn't need to be lowered you know, she talked about her daughter and was like, my daughter gonna be dunking in the league. And I'm like, look, nobody's saying you women can't dunk. I've seen it. I've seen it in person. I've seen a woman dunk in person. I ain't never seen a woman cram on somebody. And if it has happened in the WNBA, I didn't see it. Nobody brought attention to it. I wish it was a common thing that happened in the league because I'll be honest, I've watched more slam ball in my life than I have WNBA basketball. I know these women can hoop, I see the NCAA uh, tournament, more on that in a second, ridiculous. I know these women can hoop, the world needs to see it. And we're not getting enough people to watch. So I think maybe if we make some adjustments to the game, maybe it'll be more appealing. My number one problem is, is it exciting for people? Apparently not. Nobody's watching. So you gotta do something. NBA can keep flipping the bill and keep sitting there losing money, which doesn't affect them that much. If it did, they would be pressuring the WNBA to do something, but they're not. So we just have to sit here and not saying, once again, not saying the skill is mediocre, but the business is. It's mediocre fucking business. The fact that the New York Liberty don't play at Madison Square Garden is ridiculous. You play in some college gym that you gotta go catch a school bus to. No, we wanna get off the train and go right to the game. We wanna get off the train and watch something good. Well, we can't do that. In fact, we couldn't watch something as exciting before they moved where they played and that's gonna feel like shots and fuck it it might just be but it's constructive criticism I wish I could watch really really exciting basketball year-round some weeks I don't get that in the WNBA yeah I didn't like how the season started but it was a weird it's been a weird year I would love if I could watch the WNBA The rim was a little lower, and these girls were cramming on each other. Because, let's be honest, people like dunks. I don't watch wrestling anymore because I grew up. And because they took the fireworks out of the entrance. I like fireworks. Bring back the fireworks. And whatever. I don't watch baseball. Major League Baseball, all men. I don't watch that because I find it boring. Are they skilled? Yeah, it's fucking boring to me. I know basketball isn't boring to me. You guys can fix that. Or, keep getting paid less. Pride or money? Money or pride? That's life. You gotta figure out which one matters more to you. And knowing women, you're gonna choose that pride. Uh, shit, men are the same way. I guess we're just prideful creatures. Anyway, now on to the NCAA. You know, it, they got the tournaments going on right now and uh you got the men's and the women's. Uh the men's have their usual weight room and, and we all saw the pictures of the women's weight room, uh weight room. Completely different from the men's. In fact, I think it was just two racks of weights. That was it. It wasn't a room bigger than three times the size of the house I grew up in. It was just my bedroom with (laughs) two sets of weights. (laughs) Which, yeah, I laughed when I saw it because it's ridiculous. As much as we want to talk about, look, WNBA WNBA doesn't make a lot of money, so the salaries are lower because of that. It makes sense. We're just asking for a weight room to be similar or the same as the men's here. That's not a lot. That's not as bad as asking for money that isn't there. The money's there. NCAA loves doing shit like that. Jipping its players. And it's just another example, a long line of ones. And... I'm not surprised. Nobody really should be, but we are upset and we all should be. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And I'm not gonna sit here and just let shit like that happen. There's nothing I can really do except talk about it. But now they're bringing an investigation in towards all their facilities to make sure everything's up the code. And I'm like, look you could cover your ass all you want, We've you've already been made We're, we already see what you're doing so don't try to act like oh we didn't know, you're spending the money you know what you spend money on you guys can investigate all these athletes and figure out that they made 80 bucks signing a pair of sneakers back in 97 and then come strip them of whatever they won yeah, you, you you knew, you know what's going on with the facilities. So don't try to cover your ass like that. Uh, I guess that's really all I got to say about those fuckers. Uh, do we have anything left for this episode? I feel like this is a quick one. Holy shit, that was the last part. Well, guys, it's been real. I guess we're not having hour and a half long episodes because I have it taken two months sabbatical. But... Always good to talk to you guys. This has been the Free State of Mind, episode 15. Much love to you all, all two of my listeners. I love you both. Take it easy, y'all. Today's sponsor is Schultz Malt Liquor. Look, they grabbed the right show to do this ad. All we do is drink during this shit, and preferably, Brass Monkey. What's Brass Monkey? Well, it's OJ and Malt Liquor. Schultz has got you covered on both ends. That's right, bitch. It's a pre-packaged Brass Monkey. Twist the cap and get fucked. They even got it with pulp and extra pulp, if you're a fucking psychopath. My only problem is that they didn't send the show a case of them. They didn't send you a case? Nope. Wait. What about you? Uh, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Fuck it. Buy it anyway. Schultz Malt Liquor, the official malt liquor of the Free State of Mind podcast. Get fucked and boost your immune system. You know, they, they, they taste really great, so. Yeah, I bet. Are we allowed to curse during this? I don't know. I don't fucking know.